Salutations, listeners, and welcome to the Player Profiles Podcast. I am your host, Jotham Israel, and if you're looking to get to know the many great athletes here at St. Xavier University, then I must say, you've definitely arrived at the correct destination. So, who is the athlete that is going to be featured on today's episode? Well, I'll let my imaginary interview wheel answer that question. Hey, cut the music real quick. All right. Let's give this thing a good old spin. And today's athlete is going to be... Ah, Monica Darrow. Hailing from Elgin, Illinois, she is a sophomore on the SXU women's bowling team. Well, let's get it rolling. I sat down and talked to Monica, and here's how it went. I'd like to welcome in a member of the SXU women's bowling team, Monica Bowen Arrow Darrow. <laughs> okay, I got really corny there, but Monica Darrow, everybody. I'd like to welcome her in. Monica, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Um, I usually, I really have a knack for um, grabbing people on the bowling team. So, I mean, it's a testament to your chemistry yes, uh, because sure. you all you all seem to always be together. And uh, I guess whether it be at... Uh, bowling events or, or on inter- interviews you guys are always grouped right there together so yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> yeah but um I guess my first question for you is I know bowling is um not it's it's one of the more interesting sports competitively because mm-hmm. it's you know not not a lot of people talk about it um so I have to ask you what got you into bowling um well it's always been a family thing so my grandpa bowled and then he got my dad into it and my dad and my uncle both bowl And then when I was five, like I had always done other like gymnastics and other sports. But when I was five, I had asked my dad, I was like, when can I start bowling? Because I'd always grown up watching him. And like he always says it's the proudest day of his life because like he's so happy I got into it. Um, Mm -hmm. But from there, it just became like the thing. I'd always bowled Saturday morning leagues. And then in high school, I bowled in high school. and I just kept going. Yeah, that's um, I mean. My high school didn't have a bowling team. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they had a hockey team, they didn't have a bowling team. <laughs> and so I just sit there. I'm like, these schools actually bowled competitively in high school. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask you, what, what, what was that like? I mean, did you expect that opportunity to ever come to you? Well, I guess I didn't. Probably when I was younger, I didn't really realize that there was bowling in high school. But as I got older and, like, the girls that I had bowled with in, like, my league on Saturday mornings that everyone does – they had started bowling high school and I was like, wow, like I really want to do that. And it was just, it was so fun, like so much better than regular bowling, like going to league or even I think it's better than bowling tournaments individually because it's so much fun. You have that team at- atmosphere and I just knew like that I wanted to do it in college too because I knew it was going to be even better. Mm, so did, would you say that bowling like was a big driving force on where you would go to college ultimately? A hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, because I was like, education they have everywhere, pretty much. Like, it's where do they have bowling teams then? So, yeah, I see what you mean. So, um, I know there's a big difference between bowling in high school and bowling in college. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that about any sport. Yeah. Um, but what do you think is the biggest difference between bowling in high school and bowling in college? Um, probably what we bowl on because, like, so like the oil patterns. There's like different oil patterns that get put down depending on what you're doing. So like there when when you just go to a bowling alley like with your friends, it's like one type of pattern and that's what you bowl on in high school. 
but in college you bowl on like more challenging patterns that have like long like their length is longer they have more oil or less oil and it completely like changes how you have to approach your bowling of that day and like what ball you're going to be using and that kind of thing but I also think that just the amount of bowling is so much better like the season in college is so much longer because we we started practice last week and we are gonna go if we make it all the way till nationals again we'll go till April so it's like almost the entire year jeez that is a marathon yeah I mean I know Liv already told me this but how in the world do you go through such a long season like this? It's it's definitely exhausting. Like, I don't know, you have to you really have to stay on top of your homework and like what you're doing in school. And we all bring our stuff on the road with us and like we'll we'll do the homework on the bus or in the hotel room that night kind of thing. But it's definitely it's exhausting. Like and then you're with each other constantly, so it's like you start to get on each other's nerves a little bit towards the end of the season, but I, it's still still so fun. September to April. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven months mm-hmm. of straight grinding. And it's not even like there's a preseason or anything dedicated like that. Like To put that in a comparison, yeah. Major League Baseball starts spring training in like late February. Maybe the season begins early April. Mm-hmm. And the, their season ends in October. Including spring training. Their whole season is like eight months, and uh, like a month and a half of that is is practice, is spring training. Yeah, it's full strength, full force, no no breaks, all gas for seven months, yeah. all while you're juggling academics. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I first of all, I couldn't even imagine being a student athlete. <laughs> Second of all, that is just amazing how you guys just continue to do this, mm-hmm. like year in and year out, and I mean. Even when you were in high school, I'm sure it it had to pose some challenges, and yeah. obviously you overcame them enough to want to do it again, mm-hmm. um, and even at a longer and more strenuous pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so when you chose Saint Xavier, um, coming out of high school, South Elgin, mm-hmm. what in the world made you think that this was the place for you to be? So the schools that I had been looking at were all like max five hours away. And it came down to, like, this and one school that was, like, a little bit closer to me. But um, I had come and practiced with the team, and, like, it was just such a different experience than the other team I was looking at because I was friends with, like, the coach there and, like, gotten to know him, and my dad was friends with him. And um, I had the opportunity to, like, go there and practice them probably – I probably practiced with them, like, eight times my senior year – And, like, I loved it, but it was just a completely different experience coming here and meeting the team, practicing with them. I felt, like, at home here, and just I I knew it was where I wanted to be. Like, completely made my decision from there. Mm. So was it, like, a a specific, like, college visit, or was it, like, a team meeting or meeting a coach, or what was it? So, like, I had done the whole college visit my junior year because I was trying to do all that stuff early, and like I, I liked the school, but it was one of the first ones I'd visited. And I had like kept in co- contact with my coach and talked to him. And he was like trying to get me out to practice with the team since it was so close to because you don't have the opportunity to do that at all the schools because like obviously some of them are five out, some of them are five hours away. And so getting the opportunity to practice with them, like 
it was just the team was nice. The girls were nice. I felt like he, like, made an effort to, like, talk to me, which was something that was a little bit different than other um, coaches had done. Mm. And obviously, you came in year one, um, obviously last year, freshman year. A lot of success, I must say. Um, and a lot of history, too. I mean, this is a very young program. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of history. I mean, there's good history, but it hasn't been around for too long. So that means that you're literally, like, going to be, like, one of the pillar stones of, like, a, a very young program looking to build up every single year. Yeah. Um, so what was last year like accomplishing all the things that you accomplished and making all that history? Crazy, like, honestly. <laughs> um, I think we had all kind of expected, like, we, we knew we could do good, but then, like, I would say when it really hit us that, like, at least me, when it hit me that we were doing, like, good and we were going to, we could come out, like, with a really good season, making it to both nationals, like, everything was the tournament that we had won last year. Like, it just felt like the team finally had, like, locked and we'd gotten, like, to know each other we were we had great chemistry and we just knew what each person was going to do and like what their role was and we knew we could do it and then like moving forward I don't know it just seemed like that was like the big starter for all of us at least like like I said like for me yeah I know what you mean yeah. um I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised too because um that's I mean if that is a good moment that is a great you know moment where I where Anybody could tell that, okay, this team is really starting to, you know, you know, uh, you know, they're trying to, I mean, not they're trying. They have found themselves, and they have really, you know, gotten it going. But the very first thing you guys did was win the Golden Eagle invite. And, that I mean, for you as, as one of the freshmen on that team, it's like step in, immediately win an invite. Yeah. What in the world was it like? I mean, was it like a – you know, welcome to welcome to SXU Bowling, where we win. <laughs> well, to be completely fair, we technically didn't win. Like, we had qualified first for, like, the match play portion, which is, like, team against team kind of thing. Oh. And we technically lost. So that – but, like, it was still a big thing where it was, like, wow, like, we didn't realize, like, that we were going to – we didn't realize that it was going to be like that, I don't think. We all kind of, like, we thought, like I said, we thought we could do good. But, like, that was, like, wow, like, we actually could do good this year. Um, yeah, I think that's, it was exciting, though. Like, that being our first tournament. And a lot of it was because, like, a lot of the teams are more local teams. So a lot of the people we had bowled against in high school were there. And, like, we saw them now, like, as competitors again, but, like, for colleges. So I think that part was kind of cool, too. Yeah, no, I, and I, I brought this to Olivia's attention where uh, she had won her school's first sectional in the school's history or something like that. Mm -hmm. And in that same sectional, she had to beat out Megan, who went to Manuka and placed that team placed like second. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then she had to beat Barbara's uh, Joliet West team, who placed third in that sectional. So I'm like, mm -hmm. you mean to tell me the top three, the top three teams in that one sectional, the three bowlers from each of those three teams, ended up at the same school competing with the same purpose on the same team. It was like, okay, that so yeah, that's a testament to really how local mm -hmm. um localization is really like amped up cuz I'm like if I really see people that I competed with my um with um competed with and against in high school at the college level, I got it's like, 
oh man, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, it, they're all they're all a team. Yeah. I I can only imagine like, like can you imagine like bowling against like you like if you had a rival? Right, there's rivalries in bowling, which mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. I, I, I I've experienced one. Um, if there's like a rival that you have in bowling in high school, and then you end up like either on the same team in college, or you're you're ended up they're ended up on a rival college team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that has to be like insane. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah um, I do want to ask you this. I mean, obviously this is your sophomore season, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know whether you'll be here for four years or six years. I don't know how long it takes to complete an education uh, degree or anything like that. But when you, you know, ultimately graduate, what do you think you want your legacy to be? And what do you think you want the program's legacy to be? Oh, wow. I know it's a big question (laughs) right now, but. (laughs) Um, I guess I would say probably something along the lines of like that we've kind of helped build the program. Because like you were saying, it is a very young program and that we are technically only like the third or fourth, like, um class to come in and so I think it's really cool to like you said be a big like starter for that for starting up the program and getting us kind of on the map because obviously we've done a lot of that in the last year and I hope we can continue that and I also think that like having an influence on the people that come after us too because we've done a lot of like trying to help um influence people and like get them to come here, like promoting the school with our coach. And I think that's another thing that like, I think would be really cool to help influence like the future of the program. Yeah. And I, I also saw, you know, a couple of parallels between um, the men's and the women's bowling teams at times, obviously um, if I'm not mistaken, you, you see a lot of each other Mm -hmm. and um, you bowl with each other sometimes. And um, obviously like, where there, where one is, there's the other. Yes. Um, there was some history. I think there was some history made. I think there was the first 300 bold um, on the men's side. Um, I forgot who bowled it, but I was like, whoa. So uh, we have two different programs um, playing the same sport, mm-hmm. making history in the same year. How wild is that? I think it was cool. It was a very, very cool experience for all of us. And like, helped bring I think honestly bring the teams even closer than we already are because we're doing all this stuff together and we're both having such like successful seasons and so like and I know the boys they were very I have to say they were very very excited for us like they were they were helpful at times they would cheer us on and they like I said the tournament we won like they were all in the back and one of the boys at the end he gave this big speech and it was just like it was very cool that like they actually cared about it and um there were times when like we lost before them and we would go watch them and like be cheering them on in the back with all the parents and so it was a very i think very supportive for both of us and those are good that's some good pound counterparts <laughs> right there that's what i call teamwork mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah obviously um season starts in two weeks um officially it's your first meet yeah and stuff like that so how have you you know how have you had how have you best prepared yourself for you know this next season and what do you think you can take from last season and um do even better in this season um well like we've all been bowling all summer together in different things and um all working on our games keep trying to improve and i think all of us a lot of the big big thing for me personally is mentally like just being mentally prepared like 
it's a grueling season and you have to like you know you have to know there's going to be times when like you're struggling a little bit more than others and you have to just take that for what it is and know that you can come back and I think that's a big thing for me is like remembering that um and keeping that in mind so that I don't it doesn't hit me harder and faster than it should yeah I agree and it's um like mental health has definitely become a big topic in sports in recent mm-hmm. years and it's it's becoming more vital than ever and um i can tell you that it's um i i've seen athletes that have like really really gone past their limits and mm-hmm. it was like oh man something something's got to happen to you know help them you know get through whatever they're going through and yeah. it, it, it's very difficult when you don't know when you know there's a problem but you don't know what the problem is Perfect. and you don't know how to solve it mm-hmm. so it's like that that stuff is really really crucial and um, I agree. When you're going through a seven month season while mm-hmm. doing school, yeah, I, I've never done that before. But yeah. I could. I, I'm already. I I already have my blood boiling just doing school. Sometimes <laughs> if I had to do a sport, day in, night in, night out. Oh man. Um. So yeah. Again, props to you. Props to all of you for <laughs> um, being able to do that. That is something truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. But speaking of school. Uh, you are not here just to bowl, but you are also here in the pursuit of elementary education, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So why elementary education? I have always wanted to be a teacher. It's been like the one thing, like I would say, probably like the third grade, I was like playing either like being a teacher, pretending to be a teacher as a little kid or like just being around, like I loved being around kids growing up and having that influence. I did a lot of camp counseling and stuff like that. And my fifth grade teacher was like a big influence. She completely just solidified the fact that this is what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. And I just, I I love everything about being able to like help kids, seeing them improve, like seeing them understand things. Like even just from camp counseling, you see that. And I think it's such a cool thing to have that as a teacher too. So with that being said, what do you think makes a good teacher? Like, what do you think, like, when you think of a of a teacher that makes an impact, someone that is a not just a great, you know, teacher, but also a great role model, what, do you, what characteristics do you think of? Um, definitely someone who cares, like, about all her kids and um, cares about seeing them succeed and improve. And I think just having that, like, a relation, a good relationship, building up a relationship, because it takes time, but... There's definitely teachers that I had that were able to do that and connect with their kids. And then there were teachers that were just did not have that. And I think having an influence like that, being able to make things fun, make learning fun, while also still um, improving is like a big thing that is really important as a teacher. You have to be able to balance that enough to be able to connect with them and have that influence. Mm. Yeah, I act, I asked that question because I was literally in the library group rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And this one girl was in there, and I said, you know, I'm like, eh, I'm bored. I'll just walk in there. Mm-hmm. What's up? She proceeded to ask me what makes a great teacher. What do you think makes a great teacher? Mm-hmm. And I named a bunch of characteristics and stuff. And I was like, huh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I mean, out the blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not an elementary education major or anything. I'm a communication major. Yeah. Um, but, I mean two can go hand in hand sometimes mm-hmm. but I'm like that's an interesting question and I was like huh, I might have to ask that to someone 
um, you know, get that Uno reverse going a little <laughs> bit. Um, so yeah, um, I I agree because like I really think you know teachers caring is one of the biggest characteristics. Like mm-hmm. they they gotta care. You and, can tell when people don't. Yeah, you could you could definitely tell. Like it's it's become so noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I mean, obviously, pandemic made really made really really made people question. Okay, yeah. how much do I really care about this? Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, like half the teachers that I knew in high school, they retired either the year of the pandemic or the year I graduated. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I came back. My sister goes there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a saw. I go back. I'm like, who are these teachers? Yeah. What is this staff like? They, I mean, I kid you not. Principal was gone. Superintendent was gone. Librarian <laughs> was gone. Um, football coach was gone. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they cleaned that. They cleaned the house. I guess they were just like, oh, no, I'm not doing this anymore, fam. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is that is what it is. So when you actually um, say you, you actually become a teacher, what do you mm-hmm. think? Um, what do you what do you what are your goals when it comes to you know your desired profession? Um, I think having that influence and being the person who makes your students understand things or even just influence them on what they want to do with their lives. Like if I can be the person who like my fifth grade teacher was that like solidifies what they want to do that they want to either teach or they want to do podcasts like this kind of thing like whatever it is I want to have that influence and have that impact that makes them love what they're doing oh yeah that 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 right there hit home oh man (laughs) I remember I I remember thinking about that I was just like like I remember um one of my um I I forget which teacher I'm referring to but I've had I've had teachers, those teachers that are just like they're more than teachers. Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel I almost feel like some teachers have that goal of, you know, I I want to I want to make sure that these kids are really going to, you know, grow up and be great people. Yeah. And it's like some teachers really um emphasize that there's a balance in life and it's mm-hmm. like it's more than just academics like yeah. Some pe- some teachers go above and beyond and and teach you a little little life lessons, little morals, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, like, I'm, and I've I've learned some of those, and I was like, it, it's very useful. It turned it turned my life around, and I was like, I did not expect it to turn my life around. Yeah. And but it was it's like, man, teachers are such such an important such important people in our in our world. Definitely. I mean, I, mean, I I stressed I like somebody asked me. Because um, I mentioned earlier on our way here that I have more video games in my book bags than I do books. <laughs> um, even though I'm I'm a relatively good student, mm-hmm. like I'm talking like 3.6 GPAs and whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, they asked me, do I, you know, some, I was, I remember being asked, do I take my education seriously? And I'm like, well, I mean, I do. But at the same time, it's like I have a balance. Like I have goals that I, um, other goals that I want to tend to. Like, yeah. you know how like, like when you when you have like say you have two goals one mm-hmm. goal you're already accomplishing and the other you still want to accomplish mm-hmm. I wouldn't it sound reasonable if you poured some of the effort that you 
would have been taken, put, would have been put into into the goal that you already accomplished, and and like transform transplanting it into oh, the the sure. goal that you still want to accomplish. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, I, like I I'm a good student and all, but it's like I can sacrifice a half a point off my GPA to be a happier person. For sure, definitely. I mean, not saying that I would intentionally like yeah. get a bad grade or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like I can. You know, I feel very comfortable with, like, I, I, I have a perfect standard for this. I'd rather be a very, very happy person with a 3.5 GPA than have a 4.0 and be the most miserable person on the planet. Oh, definitely. I mean, both are still good grades. I mean, mm-hmm. 4.0 is great, um, greater than 3.5, but at the same time, it's like there's there's a lot of, there's, it's more nuanced than just numbers. Yeah. Which is something that... A lot of people are stressed over the years. Um, it's more nuanced than just numbers and letters on a report card. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like there's a story behind those letters and those report and those uh, numbers. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of people have come to understand that, and that's something that I've been, you know, trying to make people notice. Like, like, you know, just because you get good grades doesn't mean that you know you're either gonna be the, you know, you're all all you are is, is a student. You know, you're just a like a robotic student that's mm-hmm. just all academics, no life, and it's like there, there's the there's just it's just there's just the balance, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I really do think that that teachers play a big part in that, and um, I see that you you know want to have a very similar impact to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'll just say go for it because <laughs> um, we could definitely use it, especially there, there. I mean, there's a lot of job openings with these people, all these people retiring yeah. and. and getting, <laughs> And like leaving their schools and all this and that, I just told you half of my half of, like a lot of people from my school left. I'm yeah. not I'm not saying go go teach them alma mater <laughs> like that, but but um, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of um, opportunities. I, yeah. I'm sure that at least from from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, hobbies, 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 hobbies. Do you think you have any outside of bowling? Um, I love reading. Like, mm. reading is one of my favorite things. Um, I listen to a lot of music, and I definitely watch a lot of TV. So, yeah. Mm. So, what, what type of books do you like to read? Romance. <laughs> <laughs> See, I called it. I knew this was gonna be. I knew this was gonna be a good interview. So, what exactly strikes you about romance? Is it like, like what is it? Is it like certain drama that gets you? It's. Okay, like, obviously, they all, everything, yeah, there's always drama in romance books. But I think it's, like, you want it so bad. Like, some of the things you want so badly and, like, just reading about it, you're, like, it makes you, like, upset or, like, happy. It gives you so many emotions. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I just love it. Like, it's so, it's so entertaining. And, like, it's a big thing with my friend and I. We'll send each other books of, like, what we just read or what she just read and, the other one should read it because we know they'll love it. Like it's a big thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Last week I was um, reading a web comic called um, "Not Even Bones," mm-hmm. and it's about these. I mean, this is a, this is a very unconventional. It's not even romance. It's like thriller. It's like like real drama thriller. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very very violent comic. Oh wow! Um, to say the least. Um, it's like the the two main characters are like killers. They're mm-hmm. like monsters or whatever that look like, really look like humans, but they're monsters. And they have some really uh, inhumane intentions sometimes, but they still have like a human side to them yeah. somewhat. I kid you not, like 
one of the main characters, um, she was about to, um, she was about to get murdered or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the other main character came in and his, um, his father was about to kill the main character. And I was like, whoa, that is a, (laughs) that is, that is very climactic. So the main character ended up like snapping his quote unquote father's neck. Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa, it was like, I kid you not, this episode was so crazy. And it was like, so murdered his father or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what have I done? What have I done? And the other main character, she's trying to persuade him. Like, look, it, it's OK. He was a very he was a very bad person. He was very mm-hmm. villainous, even though she's a very, very villainous yeah. bad person herself, because everybody's out to kill everybody. Yeah. And I'll, I'm just like, whoa, this is a power trip. Yeah. And then um, they, you know, she was trying, she was calming him down and whatnot. And they kept getting closer and closer in each panel. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, 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 what is happening here? And then they bumped foreheads and one, I said, no way. I'm like. And then I scroll down. I see a reflection. It, it was blood on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I look. I scroll down. I look closer in the reflection. I'm like, what is that? It was the two main characters kissing. I said, <laughs> whoa! I was, I was like, whoa! Oh my gosh! I, I was I was not expecting that at mm-hmm. all because I, I was reading comics comments after like every episode to see what yeah. other people were thinking, and apparently there was a book that was. That the comic was um, basically in tribute of writing to, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, oh, this is a another rendition of another a story that's already finished. The people were talking all this stuff about how the main characters are just friends, and they're not they're not romantically charged or romantically oh. interested in each other. I was I, and I read the comic. It was like 50 episodes ago that they <laughs> was talking all this crap. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, man, they they would be such a good couple, even though they're two very, very horrible people. <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, I just want to see it just to see it. And then I saw it. I, I, I did not see it coming. It was the most <laughs> unexpected kissing I've ever seen in any any type of production, any type yeah. of comic, any type of show. I was like, I, I was living, I was in my bed. I just I like I just got like I, I just got lightning struck or something. I was like. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from with the romance part. Is... <laughs> Enough of me. What what are what do you think are some of your favorite moments that you've read or you've experienced um, in a book? Well, one of, a book I was just reading, like the best part, and I was talking about with my friend about this because I was like, the moment when people like realize they're in love with each other, and then like half the time it's like they admit it when they're fighting. Like, it's just, it's so great, and it's, like, so depressing, because it's, like, they just admitted they love each other, but they're also fighting, and then it's, like, both of them are shocked, because, like, they can't believe they admitted it, but, like, that's such a good moment. Like, I love it, and we were talking about it, and she, was, she like, agreed with me. It was so funny. It, it really is, and it's, like, like I said, it's, like, it's so unconventional how it happens yeah. sometimes. It's, like, it never goes according to plan. It oh, just does sure. not. Yeah. There's always something that happens. Yeah, and that's the thrill of it, right? Yeah. The mystery. And it's, like, mm-hmm. wow, it's, like, how is it going to happen? And more importantly, when is it going to happen? Because yeah. the when part, I kid you not, that 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 one hit me out of nowhere. Because it's, like, it's <laughs> like, it comes, it can come, like, during a picnic, a little romantic picnic. It can come... While you just while one main character just snapped his father's neck and, you're, and you have the, the the kissing scene in a reflection of blood, yeah. it's like you just never know when you're gonna get it. But when mm-hmm. you do get it, 
oh man, and then I, I, I of course the com that comment section went yeah. bonkers, mm-hmm. and it was it was so glorious. But yeah, romance is definitely at the top, um, at least near at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just it's just it's just a complete package. Yeah, like it it feels like there like it feels like. Romance is like a main category, and drama and thriller is like subcategories yeah. of romance. But then you have mysteries and romances. Yeah. Like there's always romance always has other stuff with it. I like, feel like it, it's always like it's a focal point in any type of mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. Um, and even if characters don't end up getting together or anything like that, just mm-hmm. the just the thought of like shipping characters yeah. and stuff like that, people do a do that a lot. Yes. And it, it sure is fun. Especially mm-hmm. when it's like, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll say fun because some people can take it way farther <laughs> than they need to. But when it's like a love triangle yeah. and they ship one main character with the other main character mm-hmm. and it's like different combinations. Like, no, I ship these two. No, I yeah. ship these two. I'm wrecking your ship. And <laughs> it was it, it's it's glorious to see. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it really is fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, reading is um I, I love reading on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Um like my my favorite book that I've ever read, it was Big Nate. Mm-hmm. Um it was like I was in like third grade-ish, fourth grade-ish, and it was a book that really got me through like grade school mm-hmm. with a smile, with a bright smile on my face, because my man's Nate was like <laughs> was young like me. Yeah. Young little second grade, fourth grader ish mm-hmm. like me. And I'm like, okay. This is a he goes through like the wackiest adventures like and it's like it's realistic too. It's not yeah. like he's like a superhuman or he's like a like a superhero or anything. It, it's mm-hmm. literally about a normal kid living a normal life with the wackiest events, people saying the craziest things to him. Mm-hmm. Just an adventure every single day. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like this is actually awesome. It was like a comic book, and they just made a series off of it on Paramount Plus. I said, oh, oh my childhood. Oh man. <laughs> my heart was booming after after that announcement mm-hmm. um but but yeah um that that bleeds right into television so yeah on top of that reading on top of books television is on your list of hobbies yes. too huh so what type of television do you like to watch um, let me guess <laughs> <laughs> well no i was gonna say i like a lot of like um i watch a lot of like mystery shows like that's mm-hmm. a thing my mom and i have always done um, one of my favorite shows is Psych. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that's a good show. Um, I'm a big, I think I'm a little bit more of a movie person sometimes than TV shows. Like, I love all the Marvel movies, seen oh, all man. of them. Um, so, big Marvel person. Oh. Um, oh. are you a DC? Or no, I'm no. just kidding. I'm oh, just, okay, I'm just, I was I'm like, just messing, I'm just messing with you. Because the running, the joke about me mm-hmm. is that my name is Jotham. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally the city from Batman. Just yeah. take the G out of it and put in the J. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm automatically intertwined with DC <laughs> just because of my name. Yeah. And, and I get so many Batman references. Oh. Like the place that we're in right now, people mm-hmm. literally call this the Jock Cave. Oh, that's Be- funny. Not just because <laughs> I'm in it, the I'm in it more than everybody else combined, yeah. but just because my name is Jotham. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's funny. I like that. It it really is. I mean, it is. It helps a lot, too, because it's like a lot of people struggle with my name. A mm-hmm. lot of people. Even though, and I'm sure you can relate to this, it's a six-letter name. 
Yeah. It is a six-letter name. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of Jonathan. I don't know why. I don't know how you look at a piece of paper. And, and it's more so teachers than it is my peers, my <laughs> students. Look at a piece of paper. You see J-O-T-H-A-M. Mm -hmm. And you say Jonathan. And I'm just like, what? There's no <laughs> ends in my name until you get to my middle name. Like, come on, man. And I'm just it's, it's crazy how often I get called Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll never, I'll never, ever forget being called Yaham. <laughs> I'll never forget. Yaham, that sounds like a slogan a food company would use for their product. Like, like <laughs> come get some pizza rolls. Yaham. Like, I'm like, no, wait, like, I kid you not. My gym teacher was reading off names. Stephanie, here. So-and-so, here. Yaham. <laughs> And I knew she was talking, she was referencing me because the names before me, last mm -hmm. name H. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's approaching the eyes. I'm like, as soon as I saw her give that extra look, I was like, she's struggling with my name. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. I can take a Jonathan. She said, you're humming. I was like, <laughs> I was like, ain't no way you just called me your hum. Yeah. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, is that name spelled J-O-T-H-A-M? She's like, yes. I said, that is pronounced Jotham. You know, like your thumb? You, you know, like, like that scene from Batman? Just just put, take the G out, put in a J? She's like, mm -hmm. oh, Jotham. Jotham. I'm like, Jotham. Jotham. <laughs> ever since then, that's become my catchphrase for mm -hmm. years to come. Every time I introduce myself to somebody, I'm Jotham. You know, like your thumb? Like that scene from Batman? Just put it, I say it every single time because... <laughs> It's just become so common. Yeah. Um, that's like me calling you Monica. <laughs> like it's like yeah. Now of course Monica is a more common name than Jotham is, but so so that mispronunciation would be absolutely preposterous. But yeah. <laughs> um, still, it's like mm -hmm. the the fame is enough. The fame of the 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 the, the uh, Gotham City, Jotham City. <laughs> that's I mean that's a nickname too. So yeah. So that's like. It's also crazy because people ask me, uh, can I call you something else? I'm like, first of all, it's two syllables. And then I'm like, okay, well, what else do you want to call me? Can I call you Joe? No, no, don't call me Joe. Like, come on. No disrespect to my Joes out there. No disrespect. But it's like, I, my, name is, my name is simple enough to pronounce. It's two syllables. And even if you were to go reach for a nickname, Jotham City, that's, see, that's twice the amount of syllables. Yeah. It's like... Oh, jeez. But, no, enough ranting about my <laughs> my unbelievably difficult-to-pronounce name. Um, I could easily become an actor if I wanted to. I, I like I like movies and television mm -hmm. that much, too. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, even though it's not my primary choice for a career, yeah. it's like the charisma. Um, oh, for sure. The, I, I, I feel like, you know... All, all I need for acting is like a lot of charisma, and I have yeah. a lot of charisma. Um, the, the can't be afraid to talk, talk obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid of cameras, clearly not afraid of microphones. <laughs> um, and it's it's a lot of fun to play out a lot of uh, different things. Like sometimes yeah. I would do script writing for fun. Uh huh. Um, I'm even writing a book. Oh, that's so cool. Um, it's, um, it's just like I've gotten a little bit, a little bit more invested into the like film and media in industry or whatever and stuff yeah. like that. 
which is why I picked up my film and media studies minor. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's, it's a steal of a minor because it's all of my comm classes plus this one film analysis class. So it's like, I'd be an idiot not to pick up the minor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I I would love I would love to become an actor one day. So cool, right? I feel like it's something like it's so it's, you get to like play pretend every day, basically. Yeah, like, that's so cool. Like, I it'd be so fun. Like, can you imagine like like being in a bowling like a bowling sitcom or something? <laughs> yeah. Or or even because I or even a bowling anime or something a bowling oh, yeah bowling like. Any like any type of TV show, it could be an anime, it could be a sitcom, mm-hmm. it could be a, a straight comedy. Oh my goodness! Even if it's just a scene in a bowling alley, yeah, and it's not like directly um, related to bowling, it's like mm-hmm. just playing pretend. It's like it's some yeah. there's some there's something about it that's just like so fun. Yes, for sure. Like, like for me, it's like angry Jotham is like it's like a meme. <laughs> Like, I don't get, it's like, I don't, the theme is I don't get angry often. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if I were angry? Like, people don't see me frown that often. Yeah. If Like, if I were to, like, pretend to tee off on somebody, I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you, man? That was a foul. <laughs> foul. Like, a lot of people just don't see me make those faces. Yeah. And it's like, the, just see, if they were to see that on the screen, I'm sure they would, they would fall out their chairs. Yeah. Um, like. Like, can you imagine, like, being angry? Like, pretending to be angry? Yeah, I feel like it's it's funny because a lot of times, like, when, yeah, you, you're right, you don't, haven't seen someone act like that, and then you see it, you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh my goodness, I, I hope I don't ever have to witness this side in real life. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, man, but, but, um... Yeah, that, that is, that is a lot of fun. It's, like, it's great to be versatile, too. Mm-hmm. Like, commercials and stuff like um i have an assignment in my class where i have to write a sweeper and put it on the radio mm-hmm. it's like it's like a promotion um i gotta look for actors or whatever or people to just say a couple lines and stuff so that that'll be fun yeah um it's um ironically it's the class that my boss teaches <laughs> um, uh but yeah um it's it's very fun to be versatile it's very fun to you know there's nothing wrong with goofing off a little bit sometimes you know it's uh it's uh it brings out the character in us Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i have i do have one last question for Mm -hmm. you though um and then this might be a very difficult question what do you think is your favorite memory when you when you were bowling oh wow um let me think I would definitely say there's been some good, like, high school memories and stuff. Um, State was, like, always fun going to state. I think one of my favorite memories was, honestly, probably... mm. (laughs) Take your time. (laughs) Um, Probably nationals. Like, um... When we bowled the team championships last year at in April in Addison, um, we had done okay. We were keeping it in like the like we were in the cut and everything, and we were doing good. Um, and it's ha- that has like everybody from NAI, NCAA, all types of like schools. So it's that one's the biggest and probably one of the most challenging tournaments that we have. And we were one of four 
NAIA teams to make it. Like, you were the only four to make it. And so I think that was really cool. But then um, we had made it to the second day, and we were bowling against McKendry, which both of us, it was like a double elimination, and both of us were on, like, our last elimination, and we had a bowl against each other. And McKendry is coached by Shannon O'Keefe, who is a pro bowler. So, like, they have this huge reputation, and um, they're just, like, a very good school. And us competing against them, like, going into it, we kind of were like, we don't really know if we can do this. And we en- we did lose, but, like, the experience was that we it, we went game for game. And it was, like, just so cool to see all of us, like, really put our minds to it and, like, just having that experience of beating, like, one of the top teams, like, it had happened a couple times throughout the year, and it's just, like, it really shows that, like, you can do it, even even though we lost, like, they had, there were breaks that they had that, like, if they didn't have them, we could have won, like, it came down to, like, just making good shots, and we were able to do that, and they just beat us, they'd made a few better shots, but, like, it was just cool to see us all come together and be able to actually put up a run against one of the top teams in, like, the country. Yeah, speaking of runs, um, if I'm not mistaken, the ITCs, um, you guys were like the 13th seed, and yeah, I think so, it was yeah. it was either that or the NAIA Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was you guys upset St. Mary's. Yeah, um, that was ITCs, I think. Yeah. So that that was it's 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 it always feels good to pull off an upset, right? Yes, for sure. That happened in Vegas too. That we beat Wichita in one of them in one of the games, and like they were the top seed. They're one of the best teams in the country, and it was like, that was so cool. Wait, you guys went to Vegas? Yeah, we go to Vegas every um, December. <laughs> That's filthy. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, what in the world is that like? I know you travel a lot, but Vegas? Yeah, that one was really cool because. Um, only two of the girls on our team last year had even gone, like, before. Um, so most of us hadn't gone. We didn't get to travel or we were freshmen that didn't experience it. And um, so, like, being able to go, like, we all did stuff together. We, we saw we went to Fremont Street. We saw everything. Cause, and we bowled at night. So, like, the boys bowl in the morning. We bowl at night. So we get to go. And, like, the boys have the night. We have the whole morning to do stuff. And... It's it was really really cool and this year if we make it to ITC ITCs I think are in um, Vegas so we could technically go twice if we make it to that this year which that would be cool um, yeah whoa <laughs> well that's that that'd be dub that's double well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was a obviously very good that was a good selection that was a good that was a good memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have to say my favorite bowling memory, um, obviously it's only casual, I didn't have a bowling team, mm-hmm. um, it was my 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, my mom decided to make these coordinating t-shirts. Um, so there were four people in my household, mother, father, sister, and me. Mm-hmm. And my mom had numbers that were like relating to my birthday. Yeah. Someone wore 01 mm-hmm. January, someone wore 11 to the birth date Mm -hmm. someone wore 03 my birth year and somebody wore 16 Mm -hmm. because i was 16 and that's cool i was like huh okay and i at first i was like why'd you get my my mom my jersey number is 10 why'd you get 16 because (laughs) you're 16 jotham and i want you to wear 16 i said okay (laughs) and 
she did it again for my sister this past year. But mm-hmm. but when I was 16, we went, okay, bold. I was next to a lane with professional bowlers. Really? And they were wow. in the and they were in the midst of a very heated competition. It was like a tournament or whatever, trophy on the line, uh-huh. stuff on the line. Like it was serious. And they, you know, they had the, the hand wraps and the <laughs> wrist guards and the uniforms and the sleeves and all that. So I said, Oh no, ain't no way we got a lane next to these people. Mm-hmm. And so at the time I had no idea. Um how important lane courtesy was, but <laughs> but I gave them lane courtesy without even knowing it because yeah. I, I would see people just, I would see our crew mm-hmm. stop and let them bowl first mm-hmm. and then we bowled. Yeah. So I didn't know what the heck was going on, but I just, I just followed along or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why in the world did my play uncle walk over to that lane right next to us he told a woman on well, that was one of the professional bowlers. Mm-hmm. He told a woman, "Hey, see that guy over there? Pointing to me." She's like, mm-hmm. "She's like that guy can match you strike for strike." And she was like, <laughs> "Oh, really?" And he was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Well, well, next turn, let's see it then." I said, "Oh man." <laughs> and and I, no, actually no, I wasn't like, "Oh man," because I was up to bowl, mm-hmm. and I think. I definitely didn't bowl strike. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, no, no way. <clears throat> I go back from the lane, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, uh, Jotham. I said, yeah. He's like, uh, I'm going to need you to bowl a strike for me. And I said, and, and keep in mind, Monica, I had not bowled a strike all night. <laughs> it was like the sixth or seventh frame. Yeah. And I'm just like, no way you just did that. She went up next turn, bowled a strike. She gave me a death stare. She was like. You know, she was walking back, and I'm yeah. and I'm look. She looked at me. I looked at my play uncle like, I don't pull a strike. <laughs> I'm on your, you know what, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get up there, a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I go up, take a deep breath. I had realized I had been bowling way too hard, um, because I was my accuracy was off, mm-hmm. and. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try bowling a little slower because I need to get it. I need to hit that front pin. I got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do the spin. I don't know how to do that spin <laughs> stuff just yet. Um, but I'm just like, all right, I got to bowl a strike. I bowled it. I was like, oh, that felt good. It was like straight down the middle. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this feel, that felt really good. And then everybody behind me is getting hyped. And my mom... Um, she was the only one that didn't really know what was going on, mm-hmm. but I bowled a strike yeah. and I jumped, I was like, oh yeah. And then that was like, and actually, no, I was, I didn't even say, oh yeah. I was, I just walked back, gave that woman the same stare. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that. I, oh man. I was so, I felt so cocky in that moment. I, <laughs> it's like, I had a different, I had a swagger. Yeah. I had, it was like a swagger that I had to me. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I did that. I'm 16 and I did that. Yeah, yeah. I was. Oh, that was one of the best moments of my life because mm-hmm. um, it just came out of nowhere. I could have easily, easily have um, not bowled a strike. Oh yeah. And I would have. Everybody would have looked like fools. I would have looked like a fool. <laughs> Play uncle would have looked like a fool. Yeah. And it, it would have been bad. I, I, I thank God I did not bowl a gutter ball because that would have been so bad. <laughs> Can you imagine That's... if I bowled a gutter? <laughs> oh man, 
My but nah, my play uncle still is not. Is even though I bowled a strike, mm-hmm. he is still not gonna hear to the end of that. <laughs> Cause I could have that that could have easily been so bad. Um, but yeah, I was um that was that was a great memory. Mm-hmm. I also said that that was my last question. I lied. I see a Wrigley shirt. Yes. Yeah. Are you a Cubs fan? Yes, I am. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, this I I think I might have to prolong this like an extra second on explain. <laughs> but um uh I like the Cubs too. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm not a Sox fan either. I'm a Mariners fan. Okay. Um and I quite literally am very excited right now mm-hmm. because they have not been to the playoffs. Move over championships. They yes. have not been to the playoffs since 2001. Uh-huh. The playoffs. <laughs> I wasn't even close to being a, a speck of science in 2001. <laughs> That's how long it is. Yes. But the last time they made the playoffs, neither Chicago teams won a World Series in this century. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, but but yeah, um, I'm a Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. And I if the Mariners make the playoffs, they currently hold a playoff spot. Hopefully they can hang on. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Everybody's gonna see a side of me that they have never seen before. I guarantee you heard it here first. I I will I I will be popping well, well I'll be popping water bottles because I'm not legally old enough to drink yet. But uh, you'll I'll be, be mentally popping the champagne. <laughs> I'll I'll be I'll be soberly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> soberly drunk. I'll be I'll be shotgunning water bottles <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, that is very exciting. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, sports is something else. That's that's good. That's good that you have multiple sports interests. Yes. Um, it's um it's very fun to um keep up with certain things. There's a mm-hmm. lot of trash talking, especially in a city that has two baseball teams. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's nonstop. It was like we're we're better now. It was like yeah, but that was in 2005, bro. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Player Profiles podcast. I'd like to thank Monica Darrow for taking the time out of her day to stop by the radio station and come and do this interview. But until next time, so long, everybody.